Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. So, Casey, I don't know if you know, but uh, school districts across the state going back to school today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of those is the Brownsburg Community School Corporation. So with that, I thought it would be a a good time to remind people about what an absolute lion's den. If your kid goes to Brownsburg, you are sending your kid into. What a bunch of vultures you are handing your child over to. And let's get an update on the big case that made national news a couple months ago the brownsburg special needs abuse case where look we can stop saying allegedly i mean it is it happened the kid the the child the special needs child was forced to eat vomit there have been multiple criminal charges filed and with us uh friends of the show Catherine michael and tammy meyer they're the attorneys for the victim in the brownsburg special needs abuse case uh guys first of all let's start with the most important thing how is the victim doing how is his family doing yeah, well, not good. Um, as you can imagine, the, the child is still struggling and, and will. Um, you know, he's an autistic child, and, and they process things a bit differently. So um, returning to public school, particularly in Brownsburg, uh, is not going to be an option uh, for him for this school year, obviously. I'm curious. So he, he is struggling. Well, so I'm curious. With the ch- Let's start with the child first. What sort of – because if I were Brownsburg schools – now, these people have no shame. But if I were Brownsburg schools, I would be mortified that this happened on my watch. I would say to the child and their family, whatever you need, we're going to get past this legally. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. We will accommodate you in any shape, mm-hmm. form, or fashion, whether it's home learning, whether it's a private school. We'll take care of it. What has the Brownsburg Community School Corporation done to help this child? Well, you're thinking like a logical school corporation should, um, not not necessarily as this one does. Um, so at this point, you know, very, very little has been offered to accommodate the child. And uh, he has been placed privately at this point, which, you know, is something that, you know, had to be done because they're just really not taking um, action to help the family. I'm curious. You said nothing is being done for the child. Have they asked for certain accommodations for him? We ended up being the ones to ask for accommodations for him, and they were unwilling to make those. Um, and that's that, I think, is part of the problem, is that we were going into this school year uh, really not hearing much, if anything, about what changes could be made. Uh, uh, Tammy Meyer, Catherine Michael, our guests, are the attorneys for the special needs abuse victim in Brownsburg. Hey, guys, uh, let's expand on this, because this blows my mind, that we'll determine who's at fault. We'll let the legal system determine who did what criminally that's working its way through civilly that's working its way through but you would think because we always hear how the public education system oh we're here for the children we care about the kids this happened and the brownsburg community school corporation administration school board is basically extending a middle finger to this kid and his family going you will come back here uh and you will get nothing from us well and it's you're right and, and it gets worse because uh mom uh, is also affected. I mean, she's the sole support for her family and works for the district. And, you know, what are her choices? Go back to school or get fired? 
Yeah, so let's get, oh, really? into, let's get into that. I don't think a lot of people realize this, that this kid who had this horrific thing happen to him, his mother is, is an employee of the Brownsburg Community School Corporation. Let's shift gears. How are they trying to help this mother? Are they giving her paid time off? Are they giving her paid leave? What accommodations have been made to this mother whose special needs student had this horrific thing happen to him at Brownsburg Schools? Well, we, when we talk about the mother, we have. To, I want you to understand even the background of this family. Um, she had just lost her husband over, over 20 years, um, two years prior to cancer. Um, they actually moved to Brownsburg because they wanted to have um, a place with new memories. Her real focus was uh, finding a good school system for her child. She had heard that Brownsburg schools, you know, she looked at, at the reporting many families look at to see you know, that this was a good school system. She wanted a place where she could be. Um, she could also get a, a job within that system so that she could be there to pick him up every day um, and to spend a lot of time with him because now she's a single mother and she has to have health insurance and she has to be able to support um, her family. And you know, when it comes to her, you know, it, it's been even harsher. Um, and the, uh, you know, the schools. She actually um, was at another school corp or within that school corporation. She was at another school. And after this happened, uh, they basically transferred her over to Brown so that she could be at the same uh, school as her child. But there were there were no other offers made to her other than walk into the same cafeteria where your child was force-fed vomit and have to see that table every single day. And she has to have her health insurance, um, and she has to be able to provide for her child. And it has, I mean, it's it's been tragic. So, so real quick, and I want Casey to hop in, but I want to make sure I'm hearing what you're saying correctly. So Jim Snap, the administration at Brownsburg Schools, Eric Hilton, the Brownsburg School Board, the people on there, what they are saying for this kid who absolutely had this happen to him, I know the video has been seen by many people, and we'll get to that in a second, what they are saying to this kid and this kid's mother who works there is essentially you will walk into this school corporation, maybe even up to you will walk into this very same building where this happened every single day, and we are not doing anything else to help you in this process. Is that an accurate description of what you're saying, the offer that's taken place? That pretty much sums it up. <laughs> That's just, that just is unbelievable. These people are such frauds and such phonies. They always claim to care about the kids. They always claim to want to help the kids. But when it comes time to actually help the kids, they'd rather cover their own ass, Casey, yeah. than help these kids. I am shocked to learn because this is a part of the story that I did not know, and I'm sure many of our listeners were not aware of. This is a mother who intentionally sought out the Brownsburg school system because of their great A-plus reputation and turned around and this happened to her and her child i have to imagine that she's just riddled with guilt for picking the school oh yeah she i mean she's in a state of absolute devastation and you know this this devastation started with i wanted to find a place that was wonderful i was trying to find you know something that would be a new future for my child having lost his father and and her truly beloved husband and to have something like this happen you know when i use the words tragic it really is the effects on her have been absolutely tragic because the this was a system she was going into for the purpose Mm -hmm. of safety for her child looking for a place she knew that her child could have a good education grieving on top of grieving Yes. 
Okay, our guests are Tammy Meyer and Catherine Michael. They are the attorneys for the special needs abuse victim in the Brownsburg Community School Corporation. And when we come back, we've got to talk about there have been rumors about this for a long time. And Catherine and Tammy are going to get specific on the details with us about what potentially happens to a special needs student who might misbehave. And it has been, I've heard it called the quiet room. I've heard it called the seclusion closet. How bad is it at Brownsburg schools? We'll talk about that and the video of this incident where this child was forced to eat his own vomit. So much more on the way. Stay right here. It's the Kendall and Casey Show, 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. St. Jude treats children across the country and around the world, regardless of color, creed, or financial capability, because they're committed to love and care for their neighbors. Join me in helping St. Jude give every child with cancer the chance they deserve to survive. Together, we can save more lives. Call now to become a partner in hope. 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob. Casey's here. Continuing our conversation now with Catherine Michael and Tammy Meyer. They're the attorneys for the special needs abuse victim in Brownsburg, the student who was forced to eat his own vomit. You guys have seen the video. How bad is that video? You know, all, all I can say about uh, the video, Rob, is, you know, shocking. Um, we've seen a lot of things uh, that have come out about what's in that video. But think about this. And you've got a video in a cafeteria um, that clearly um, shows the the area where this incident happened. And, and now for this new school year, uh, my understanding is they've added a few more videos. Well, I'm not sure, you know, that's a good step, but I'm not sure that that's going to cut it. Because look what happened right in front of a video in a large cafeteria. Mm. Um, is that really going to change things, adding a few more videos or what was the other one, Catherine? Um, you know, a, a buzzer or some kind of alarm on the yeah. seclusion closet. So, wow, yeah, making sec- big changes. So the seclusion closet that, of course, they've told parents ha- is never used, um, at least from what we're hearing from families there. They're assuring them that an email or a text is sent uh, when the seclusion room door or seclusion closet door is opened. And I'm thinking, well, that doesn't seem to have been the biggest problem they were having. It's the training and supervision of their staff um, by the same people that still remain, you know, as as principal, as building supervisor, all, you know, this, this is not necessarily solving their problems. These things were happening in front of video cameras. The problem is that nobody is reporting them and they're allowing them to take place um, and, we're not hearing about it until somebody somewhere says, I'm I'm going to take this video and run with it. Okay, okay. so, so time out here because I want to go back to this because I've talked to multiple parents who have told me about this seclusion closet. I can't believe this is even a thing. Can you guys tell us what this is? 
Yeah, Catherine. Uh, well, there's a there's a law in Indiana about what you can and can't do as far as taking children out of a classroom and sticking them in a closet, right? I mean, thank goodness we've got something that gives us guidance on that. Uh, is it being followed? I don't think so. Um, is this an isolated incident? I don't think so either. I mean, when you have a little bitty room and you have a door on it, and you stick a child in there, and the only thing that's in there is a beanbag chair, um, and you seclude them away instead of dealing with them. Yeah, these rooms were created, Rob, in cases where you had a child who was a potential harm to themselves or to someone else, and you're trying to just give them a, a brief window of time because you're unable to get them to calm down. That was the idea behind the creation back in like the 80s. Since then, especially in elementary schools, we know there are a lot of other techniques that can be used that are far more effective, which is why, for instance, you don't see these rooms if you go to a, a an ABA center, which is a, an applied behavior analysis place. You'll see you know, sensory rooms where a child could go and start, you could redirect them, get them focused on something, give them a toy. They're not putting them in the equivalent of an isolation closet. Um, and that that is a big problem. And we've heard about this from many parents for many years that their child, you know, they have heard from the school your child had to be placed in this sensory closet or sensory room. And that's not what that, at least from what we understand and what we've heard, that's not what this is. Uh, again, Catherine Michael, uh, Tammy Meyer, our guests, they are the attorneys for the special needs student in Brownsburg who was forced to eat, eat his own vomit. Casey, go ahead. So you're saying that this seclusion closet has been in use in Brownsburg for years now? For years. Um, that's what we've heard from parents. Prior to even this case, um, parents had were hearing that your child needed a timeout today um, or they got placed in a seclusion room because they were being aggressive um, or a sensory room. But that is likely that room that was being used. And when many parents went to that meeting that they had um, back last spring, um, that's what they were showed at that time. And, and many of them didn't know it existed or they had a different vision as to what was in place. But this has been something that's been ongoing. And it's not just in Brownsburg. I mean, these we have seen these rooms at other schools across the state. And that comes back to one of our biggest problems here, Casey, is that these special education laws in Indiana aren't being enforced. Mm. Just like we were on an earlier episode talking about the bullying laws. Um, those aren't being enforced. 60% of the school corporations report that they have not a single episode of bullying. Um, when parents try to enforce these rules, filing what's called educational due process cases, um, and, and Tammy, I'm going to have her jump in and, and tell you about the experience that families face whether their child is being bullied or their child has been abused, trying to get any changes, even through the administrative system, to their child's what we call an IEP, which is their individual education plan. Um, and what's interesting is schools will claim that their programs are you know, absolutely perfect. The child is thriving. And we're looking at a child who's spending hours and hours in time out and a parent who has little to no recourse but to either move to another school district or in many cases leave the state because they know they can get 
a better education otherwise. And I think the really sad thing is that it's the lack of enforcement of these laws which is what leads to the atrocities we're seeing right here. These school corporations have no fear whatsoever in the state of Indiana. Our hearing officers in these cases, one of them worked for school corporations for years. He defended school corporations for years um, and, and now sits in judgment if a parent tries to bring a case. Um, Tammy, why don't you describe our, our sort of recent experiences uh, trying to advocate for families? Yeah, uh, I mean, what ends up happening is the Department of Education makes it so difficult, and their lawyers make it so difficult to pursue any kind of remedies for these families that at point at some point the families just throw their hands up in the air and go, "I can't take this anymore. I can't afford it. I can't take it. It's stressful for my entire family." And they end up moving out of the district. And that's what we're hearing right now is happening in Brownsburg, that families have just been fleeing the district because they're not going to put their children back in this broken system. Okay, and, and look, so and this is why this is important, because we're talking about Brownsburg, this is a specific thing, but like stuff could be happening, and in many cases you guys are kind of alluding to, is happening across central Indiana. So if you got a kid going back to school today, no matter where it is, you better you better wake up because you have no many parents have no idea what is going on with their kid. Couple minutes left here with Catherine Michael, Tammy Meyer there, the attorneys for the special uh, needs student in Brownsburg who was forced to eat uh, his own vomit. Okay, so let's talk about this because you, you touched on a great thing, which is people fleeing public school districts. I had a conversation with a high ranking administrator at a very prominent private school in central Indiana, and they told me they have had a just a plethora of people, they can't get them into their system fast enough who are leaving public school. Brownsburg School specifically was was cited because of this sort of stuff. Here's the problem with that, though. If you just leave, you can't fix the system. If you have had, and I'll let you guys expand on this, if you have had incidents of what you believe could be abuse or mistreatment, just leaving is not enough. That's fine to leave, but you got to tell somebody, right? You got to tell law enforcement because otherwise, these people who either do it or enable it are going to skate. Yeah, and, That's and exactly I think, right. and beyond telling, they need to all be contacting their state representatives and saying, "We need your help on getting these laws enforced," um, because one of the biggest problems is when parents all start to give up. And walk away when they all start to place their children in private schools or start homeschooling, then we're creating a system that's left that is going to be awful for everybody attending it because all the parents who were really vocal um, have, have fled. And all the parents who could do something about the situation are leaving. And it really leaves horrendous choices for those who are left in a system where they can't afford to try and pursue an educational due process where they are working a full-time job and they're not seeing things. And that's why it's really important that we get parents to actually start speaking up and saying this is not going to be tolerated. Whether their child is being bullied, whether it's a situation to where they suspect their child is being abused, whether they're in a school corporation where there are no cameras and the school is saying we're not going to put them in, um, it's really important that they, these parents start getting active because otherwise 
I mean, it's it's not going to be a good situation in a few more years. Catherine and Tammy, I have a question specifically about the special needs student that was forced to eat his own vomit. I've been told that you have seen the video of this. Is there any indication that there were any more individuals involved than the people who have already been called out? Well, let's put it this way. If you've got a very large cafeteria with multiple grades coming in and out, uh, one would think you've got uh, a lot of witnesses, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But as Catherine said earlier, um, people are afraid and um, somebody's got to stand up and come forward and they need to be reporting this. Yeah. So and this is and this is a direct because many, many, many thousands of people will hear this. And I've had many, many people reach out to me saying they have had incidences at Brownsburg schools and they left and they didn't want to stand and fight. It is. Can you clarify to people, it is not too late to go back to go to law enforcement, to go to your state representatives and say, look, we left. This was three years ago, but here is what happened to us. There's no harm in doing that. And people all across central Indiana, not just Brownsburg, we're talking specifically about Brownsburg. But if that happened to you, you've got to tell somebody, because if you don't, this will this type of stuff will keep happening. Right. And and it's not just the families that need to speak out. I mean, you've got teachers that are leaving these districts. My understanding in Brownsburg is that uh, teachers have been fleeing the district as well. So then you're left with the teacher shortage. So whether it's a family or a teacher or an aide to come forward, it's very, very important that they do. It is not too late to speak up. All right. So before we go, let you two go, I just want to repeat kind of some high level stuff because I know we'll be the talk on the townie chatterboards today about <laughs> what people are sending the sort of school system people are sending their kids into today at Brownsburg schools based on your experience with with your client who has gone through this. So this child who was forced to eat his own vomit, the school has made almost no special concessions or offering to help him get out of Brownsburg schools, have a better education for himself so he is not forced to endure reminders of the torture he went through. They've offered nothing or next to nothing to this mother who is an employee of Brownsburg schools who now every day still has to go in and endure and be reminded of the torture that her kid went through, a single mother who lost her husband. And number three, there's a chance your kid might get stuck in a closet if they misbehave. Did I sum all of that up correctly? I don't think I would change anything on that one. <laughs> wow. That's the number one school system in the state of Indiana, Casey. Yeah. That's your number one school system in the state of Indiana, and that's what happens or potentially could happen if your kid goes there. Catherine, Tammy, you two are awesome. People need to speak up, need to speak out, and we look forward to you getting justice for this poor boy who was forced to endure this. You guys are A-plus. Thank you, as always. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it. Wow, keep fighting, huh? Unbelievable. Yeah, it's really discouraging. All right, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 317-684-8444. That is the phone number if you'd like to contribute. We like to turn the program over to you and hear your input. 
with the voicemails. 1036, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Was that not some of the most amazing radio ever that we just did? And it's for all the wrong stuff. Yeah. The quiet room, I had no idea. I mean, so if you just missed it, Kev will have it up here in a little bit. The podcast of our interview with Catherine Michael and, and Terry Meyer, the attorneys for the special needs student in Brownsburg. And it's just simply unbelievable what that kid is going through and the fact that that mother mm-hmm. moved to Brownsburg. Specifically she, for that school She district. bought the bullcrap narrative yeah. and was hoodwinked into, oh my gosh, this school system is so great. And she is the sole breadwinner in that house because of a spouse passing away. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they are essentially offering no help to her other than step right up and subject yourself to the same environment where you know your kid was basically tortured. Yeah. Just, and, and it, it, it is just, it blows a hole in the narrative of we're here for the kids because there is no more, there is no more kid you should be here for than a kid going through what that kid, pre, pre being subjected to eating his own vomit. Like that's the most vulnerable amongst us. And obviously a parent is, that is a, a parent of a child with that sort of special needs is the most vulnerable amongst us and they're getting according to these attorneys just nothing yeah it's heartbreaking to think that the mom specifically chose brownsburg schools yeah to create new fresh good memories after a loss and then that's what happens i mean there's what you should do legally and then there's what you should do morally and it seems to me that you're your buddy Jim Snap, he's not he's not doing it. Uh, and yes, uh, we would absolutely welcome anyone from Brownsburg Schools who would like to uh, come on. And if there's another side to this, if there's something, boy, those attorneys they were just way out of line and they are just just fabricating left and right. Catherine Michael and Tammy Meyer have impeccable reputations in the legal community. Uh, even people who may not agree with them politically or otherwise uh but again if there's something we an attorney for the school uh i'm sure snap would never man up and come in here and answer the questions but he's welcome uh, attorney for the school is welcome anybody we'd love to hear your side of uh you know what's going on here yeah what happened there all right uh let's get to the voicemails 317-684-8444 is the phone number if you would like to be a part of the show a couple days ago we got a phone call from the very angry person who was livid of all things that we use the phrase burn to the ground mm-hmm. to describe cities across this country during the summer of love yeah. in 2020. Very weird of all the hills to die on that you would be irate that that is the phrase we use. Now, some cities, I guess we could say, were looted slash smashed slash burned to the ground. I could say, I guess we could say some cities were graffitied slash homicided slash burned to the ground. Mm. I mean, it was a plethora of destruction. We just Mm. made an egregious mistake here of simplifying by saying burned to the ground. And this guy was just beside himself. That's the phrase you used. And trying to say that essentially alluding to that didn't happen. Well, we had a lady who worked for the city of Indianapolis call us yesterday confirming, oh yeah, that's indeed what happened. Mm -hmm. And now we got a lady who listens to us all the way out in Portland because we specifically mentioned Portland as one of our our cities in question. And she also confirms, yeah, it was pretty much burned to the ground. Hi, Robin Casey. Some response to uh, the guy who called saying Indianapolis and other cities weren't harmed in 2020. 
I don't know about your particular city, but I can speak for Portland. We had a personal friend who owned a business downtown for three decades. The first night of the riot, he lost a half a million dollars in merchandise due to looting. I had friends working in police stations where the doors were actually chained shut by rioters, and they were trying to catch the buildings on fire. Our police were told to stand down while our mayor just watched the city get destroyed. Hmm. Today, Portland is slowly coming back, but now we have about 6,000 homeless and a drug issue. Why? Because small amounts of street drugs are legal in this state. Our city doesn't look the same as it did, and I don't know when it will. Just a few months ago, a friend of mine and her daughter had a gun pulled on her by some crazed person. So I'm not sure what your other caller was doing in 2020, but my husband and I were able to watch the riots live on the Internet and realizing just a few miles down the road, the city we once loved was under attack. Thank you once again for calling out the reality that others don't want to acknowledge. God bless you both. Okay, well, I'd say that pretty much speaks for itself. We've now heard from someone in uh, Indianapolis. We've now heard from someone in Portland. And by the way... Portland is where our old amigo, our old pal, our old buddy Malik Muhammad yeah. ended up. Yeah, remember you may remember. He crossed the country after he left here. Remember Malik Muhammad, Casey? He is the guy who uh, took it, led an angry mob to the governor's residence, threatened to storm it and seize it on live TV. Uh, later said, I went there, I'm paraphrasing here, but something like he expected to die or wasn't afraid to die. And then for those actions, he got a VIP meet and greet with Eric Holcomb. He was not arrested. He was not charged. He was not held. Holcomb gave him a meet and greet, a photo op and let him write part of the police reform bill and then that guy skadoodled on out to Portland where he was arrested and is now serving a prison sentence for attempting to kill cops. Yeah. Uh, in Portland they have Mayor Ted Wheeler. Oh. He was just reelected, by the way. So whatever he's doing they're going to, it's very similar to what's going on in Indianapolis. They're going to have to, you know, deal yep. with that. Alright, what's next, Kev? You're talking about the weather phone. That was originally AFNB and the American Fletcher National Bank, which became Chase, and it was AFNB that originally sponsored the weather phone that WIBC took over. But I'd let you know. Have a great day. <laughs> we got on this yesterday because it came to my attention that the weather phone at 317-222-2222 is still in existence, and there are still apparently people who call to get the weather, Yeah, which it, blew my mind. Well, and, and also because we thought we could just replay the weather phone audio over and over and yeah. over again for three hours because, you know, just like Joe Biden talking about Hunter Biden, talking to Hunter Biden's business associate, all they did was talk about the weather. Yes. Uh, Hammer will join us here in a moment. Yesterday, we were talking with Hammer about the all-time great dance scenes in movie history. Mm-hmm. Two famous dances that were left off your list. Tom Cruise, dressed as a bald-headed guy at the end of Tropic Thunder, and <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite dancing in place of Pedro. Is Angelo, of course, conservative and caramel. Keep up the great work. Those are very strong. That is. Uh, very I, strong scenes. I believe I mentioned Napoleon Dynamite. I think you may have. But when he said Tom Cruise, I thought he was going to say Risky Business. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When he danced in his underwear to old time rock Absolutely. and roll. Absolutely. Uh, uh, both strong possible mentions. Angelo is the guy, he's like, he will be, he's the guy who called and said he would be paying child support until he's 72 or right, 74 right, right, or something right. like that. Uh, all right. One final call before we get to Hammer. Yesterday, we did discuss, uh, much to my chagrin, although it will be to the betterment of the taxpayers, but to my chagrin for content for the show, 
Uh, my underachieving do-nothing state Senator John Crane mm. uh, announcing he's going to pack his bags and yeah. leave at the end of his term uh, next year despite accomplishing absolutely uh, nothing. We got a phone call about that. I'd like to direct my comment to future State Senator Rob Kendall. <laughs> um, using the um, James Earl Jones reference from Field of Dreams really isn't a good one for you, Rob, because, um, yes, at the beginning of the movie, he was saying he wanted to be left alone and left out of it, as you were saying about running for politics. But by the end of the movie, you know, he went to the field and eventually something happened so bad that he just had to cross onto the field and go into the corn with the other players. So, are we getting some code here, Rob? <laughs> are you telling us that if it gets bad enough, you just might do it? Just pointing something out. Have a good one, buddy. So you're saying there's a chance. Uh, it was an overwhelming amount of people that were excited about that because we had Mike on yesterday and Micah said, oh, Rob, you should totally run. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, the response has been overwhelming. If I did get in, I would no doubt win easily and win overwhelmingly. But I've already had a chance to run for that seat. And the only reason that goof screw up crane was in there to begin with is because I took a pass on it the first seven time. years ago. Yeah. Uh, look. If 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 the, if it reached a fever pitch, it might be something where there was a world where I would consider it. But I like being not miserable, Casey. Yeah. Never say never. Rob. I'm very valuable here. Never say. And never. it would it would actually you know the joy it would actually bring those people if I did that because I would have to leave here and while they would have to deal with me there, mm-hmm. the public shaming and embarrassment they get on these airwaves every day would not be near what it is if I were just in the state house and I can't make those people happy <laughs> and you don't want to work with them either you'd be leaving me and we're not going to have any of that Hammer's going to join us next it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you Did you know St. Jude has one of the largest pediatric sickle cell programs in the country? St. Jude freely shares the discoveries they make, and every child saved at St. Jude means doctors and scientists worldwide can use this knowledge to save thousands more children everywhere. Join me today in helping to fight sickle cell disease by becoming a partner in hope. Call now, 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898. His hero is the guy who sued Taco Bell because his food didn't look like the pictures. Hammer joins us with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We'll talk about that guy this afternoon because not all heroes wear capes. And (laughs) that man is a real hero. No, you have long maintained Subway does not actually give you a foot long sub sandwich. No, they tell you this is a foot-long sub. If you get the tape measure out, if you're that level of petty and fat the way that I am, you get the tape measure out, it's not a foot-long. So in your house, I'm picturing you arrive home and you order the crazy coupon lady, get the tape measure, ma! And you are measuring your, su- your sub you're getting from Subway. 
The crazy coupon lady has a tape measure ready at all times. <laughs> Why is everybody laughing when I say that? Uh, the jokes write themselves on that one. Uh, I want to make sure we have time to do this. You have some sort of audio for us. Is that correct? So we were talking last week about some of these older shows we've been binge watching on Netflix and the streaming services. I've been watching the legal show Suits. Oh, yeah. It's about 10 years old now, mm-hmm. but I've been kind of hooked to it. You, Rob, have been watching old 24 oh, episodes. Yeah. You sent me a text yesterday of uh, the guy from Office Space, Michael Bolton, who was on an episode of 24 being interrogated by Kiefer Sutherland. So in honor of Rob loving the reruns of 24, I found a song. Now, this is a uh, unofficial Hammer and Nigel Records that I think sums up your feelings. The following song takes place between now and two minutes from now. <laughs> Events occur in real time. I have a man crush on Jack Bauer. Damn it! A heterosexual man crush on Jack Bauer. Damn it! Some say he's a rebel. Come on! Some say he's insane. If you question his methods, he'll say... I don't have time to explain! He's been tortured, beaten, killed, and then brought back to life. He sometimes has to shoot his friends, and Nina killed his wife. He sacrificed himself so we can be free. You never see him eat. And he never needs to pee. He's a likable fella. And mostly a good guy. Sometimes he has to say things like, When your daughter is infected, I'm going to make you watch her die. Sometimes think about him in the shower. What are you talking about? Jack has one long crappy day. Every single year <laughs> You'd think by now he'd be insane Or start a new career Right? He saves us from disaster 24 times a day Why, Why would CTU ever question anything he has to say? <laughs> He's killed a lot of people To save the human race If it didn't help him get a lead He'd kick a puppy in the face <laughs> And he set my heart aflutter When I heard him say Probably don't think that I could force this towel down your throat. Trust me, I can. All the way. Yeah! Wow! Uh, no. Jack Bauer. Come on! Damn it! He gets so much done in an hour. Yeah. I've never had such confusing feelings for another man. But they're only for Jack Bauer, not keepers. You don't want to go down this road with me. Oh, Jack Bauer. Uh. Yes. There you go. That's nice. Very good. So do you find, okay, so I, I, we talked about this last year. I started binge watching all of the great FX dramas last year that I watched. Basically all, I could track my teens through my 20s into my 30s (laughs) through FX dramas. And it went The Shield, Sons of Anarchy, The Americans. Yeah. And in real time, when you have to wait from one week to the next, you watch an episode and go, oh my gosh, I can't wait for the yes, next one. This is right. so great. Anticipation. But, but then like, and I found this, when I was watching those, and then 24, 
when you watch them one after another, you go, this is so stupid. There's no <laughs> way this stuff could have actually happened. And again, why would CTU criticize or question <laughs> anything Jack Bauer has to say at this point? Do you have a man crush on Jack Bauer? Uh, it's strong yeah. stuff, right? I mean, it is. And the older I get, the more I identify with Jack Bauer. I yeah. told you, you'd be the same way with like Red Foreman on that 70s show. The older you get, the more you identify with people. The older I get... I look at that movie falling down with Michael Douglas yeah. in a totally different way. <laughs> sure. Like when I was younger, I thought, man, this guy's a lunatic. He's right. off the rails. As I'm older, I get it. Yeah. yeah I understand what's I going get on it. there. <laughs> I kind of do. 100%. Uh, we got about 30 seconds left here. We did this interview with the attorneys for the Brownsburg School Systems, uh, school corporations, the special needs victim, the student there. We were blown away by it. I know you listened to it. What do you think? That was an amazing interview that you guys did. Thank Hats you. off. And. Again, this is a major story here. So where are the local folks running for office to talk about this? Mm. I thought McCormick was all about education. Has anybody heard from her? about this story radio silence what about the republican side here anybody want to help out what's going on here and how are our local news agencies how is wibc the only agency uh, news agency Mm -hmm. actually news entity actually keeping this story alive it's so egregious you would think every news outlet in the city would be beating down jim snap the superintendent's door demanding explanation on this these are the same people that had no interest in wondering where the mayor was during riots convenient, right? Hey, what's coming up this afternoon? So we will have Casey Daniels. We'll talk more about this interview. We will have Tony Kennett and Guy Relford fills in for Nige. Thank you. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.